Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Calling 911 when in an accident may just not be enough. Car accident, remember. After 911, call 411. 1-800-411-PAIN. 1-800-411-PAIN is a legal and medical referral service. Non-employee spokesperson. just around 2 o'clock as we get you ready for a little college football, talk a little heat, got some NFL action, even though the Dolphins are on a bye week, we got the World Series going on, we got uh, a plethora of stories like, I don't know, Baylor letting football players uh, sexually assault girls and then uh, covering it up, good job, our Riles. All sorts of stuff to get to, but Alf, welcome. Yes, sir. I'm here. Yeah. I finally made it. Cocky son of a bitch wearing a uh, Superman t-shirt. Well, you, you you prepare for the job you want, not the one you have, right? So Correct. I want to be Superman. I changed my name to Alf790. Yeah, I saw that. I'm ready to go. Some testicular fortitude right there. Listen, I have the audacity, man. I have the guts. I've always told everyone, I have the guts, man. That's true. All right, so just for, there's uh, you know, listen, I know a large... Uh, Part of our audience knows who you are because they interact with you on the Twitter every day. Yes, sir. You can follow them at Alf954. You can follow me at Miami Radio Beast if you'd like. Uh, but for those people out there that have no idea who the Alf is, they're like, what the hell's an Alf other than a creature from uh, the 1980s? I actually had a stuffed animal. From Melmac. Exactly. Uh, and did the, he ate cats? He ate, cat, he ate cats, yes. Yeah, right. Gordon Shumway was his real name. Yeah, exactly. I know way too much about Alf. No, no, it's, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. Uh, tell, tell people a little bit. How, how did you get here? How I got here is uh, about a little bit over a year ago uh, on Twitter. I uh, started a campaign for Izzy and the Juice. Yep. Um, I caught the attention of, uh, of some of the people here at 790. Yep. Uh, I wasn't always nice about the way I got the attention. Nope. <laughs> uh, but I got their attention, and uh, me and a, a bunch of other Heat Twitter members uh, really campaigned hard to get Izzy and Ethan Skolnick a show. Yep. An afternoon drive show. It all worked out. They got a show. It didn't work out because Izzy's gone. But at the end of the day, it, Ethan's still on. Um, and through that, I did a blog uh, that you retweeted. I know you yeah. read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dan yeah. Lebertar retweeted good it. Good stuff. It was good stuff. Hockman. So I got a lot of attention from that. And then through that, I was contacted by a, a couple different websites because I hadn't really written anything in a, in a long time. Right. Pro- probably 10 years I'd gone without writing anything. Um, but the post got a lot of attention. I was approached by a lot of different people, a lot of different websites. And uh, MiamiHeatBeat.com reached out to me. 
Um, I like those guys. I kind of liked what they were doing. Uh, so I, I joined up with them. I started writing columns for them. Uh, they do a little podcast. So I joined up with the podcast and I've been doing that for about, uh, about a year now. And it's really taken off. It's gotten a lot of attention. Um, so right now I'm a columnist and a podcaster for MiamiHeatBeat.com. Right. And uh, we heard the podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, we heard the uh, the shouts of Heat Twitter. Yes, just just coming after us, saying, "Alf, get Alf in front of a microphone. Get Alf on the radio." So here's Alf in front of a microphone for the next two hours, which is a scary proposition. It is very scary. All right, so I laid out a couple of topics I'd like to get into as you were driving in here today. What did you think? We were going to talk about what did you want to talk about? What what's what's kind of stirring your uh, your pot of chili this morning? I figured we'd get into everything. Uh, well, figured, that narrows it down. I figured no, no. I figured you were gonna you're gonna get you know we're gonna talk about the World Series a little bit. So you know I crammed for that. Um, I was hoping you weren't, but if you are, no, I, I crammed for well, it. Let, let me just first of all. We're never going to get into, like, X's and O's, like, you know, baseball. Because I have Andrew Miller's ERA, like, no, no, ready to no, go we, here. No, that's, okay, that's, that's not happening. Like, we're not, that's, no. I mean, that that point of talking real baseball is gone. Okay. Uh, like, somewhere around, like, the you know, the the Crow, Warren Cromartie doing shows in 1997. <laughs> like, that's that time is gone. But we might we might talk about Cleveland, uh, Chicago a little bit as far as who we're rooting for. I, I I thought I was gonna root for the Cubs, and then uh, Cleveland won the uh, the the first game, and then I was like, "Oh no, 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 go Indians!" So my my, my point of view is that this has been 2016 has been terrible, right? We all can agree it's been a terrible year. We <sighs> lost Ali, we lost Prince. We've it's been a bad year. It has been a bad year. The we Cavs won a title. It's been a terrible year. Correct. So. If it's going to be a bad year, maybe this is a year Cleveland should get two titles. Let's get it out of the way and start fresh in 2017. No, it's not a bad it's not a bad idea at all. All right, so aside from the World Series, which should have been last on your list, but uh, what else <laughs> what else did you want to get to? Um we could talk about the Canes. Yeah. I'm a big Canes fan. Thank God because you know, when I used to do the show with Riz and I'd have to put up with his garden and gold hot takes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Riz- I love him to death. Yeah, I love him too. He's obnoxious. I love Riz too, but he's, you know, he he needs to just, I mean, back off. I mean, granted, he went to school there, but the Noel stuff is obnoxious. It, a little it really bit is. much. Um, but I'm a big Canes fan, so I'm I'd, I'd love to talk about the Canes. Um, I'm not very ex- happy with what's going on this year, but I mean, who among us is correct? Um, I still I'm still excited about the future. Um, I still feel like there's a little bit of Al Golden stench to the team. I think oh, that's, no doubt. Yeah, I think that's uh. You know, if anything, I'm a little bit disappointed with the tailspin we've gone on again after losing to FSU. I thought we were past that. But, um, you know, we I, like I said, I think it's some of that Al Golden stench still there. So, yeah, we could talk about the Canes. I hate Notre Dame. So that's so this week is always fun. Uh, we could talk about the Heat. I love talking about the Heat. Oh, we're definitely going to do that. Last night, uh, I mean, I will get into it, but I got, gosh, I, I – all of a sudden, the heat, the heat were up by a lot. I decided, you know what? This is a good time for me to take a little schnooze during the third quarter. And then uh, it became the third quarter. Yeah. And uh, then I, I woke up, and uh, they were down, and I, God, that was horrible. I was going to say, as an experienced Heat fan, you should never take a snooze during the third quarter. Well, I was just like, you know, this is a look. Things are going great. It's a new re- – like, I'm like, this is a new team. They can't possibly have the same trends. No, it doesn't matter. It's 
it is part it's of, ingrained in yes, the, uh, yeah. it is part of the franchise. The third quarter will always be a thing. All right, before we go further, though, let's uh, do something we call headlines. Okay. This is 790 The Ticket. WAXYAM South Miami and WSFSFM HD2 Miramar. With Fredo, weeknights beginning at 7. Here's what's trending now, now in Miami. All right, we shall start... First of all, in the team that we uh, care about a lot here in the station because we're the flagship station, the Heat lost last night. Charlotte home opener. They were up by a lot, then they lost. Um, it was uh, an interesting game. We'll, we'll get into it top to bottom with Alf here in a few moments. But uh, Heat back in action when? Tuesday? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, that's right. And then Tuesday and then Friday. So tomorrow they'll be back in action and uh, against San Antonio. Yeah, that's probably why you wanted to skip over it. Yeah, we, we know what's going to happen. I mean, anything can happen on any given Sunday. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Heat back in action tomorrow. We'll have the action right here on the ticket. World Series, Cleveland won one to nothing last night as the series moved to Chicago. They have a 2-1 to lead in the series somewhere. Josh Freeman is still crying. Uh, also, we have college football today. Uh, the, the big three in Florida, it's Miami and... Notre Dame at 3.30, it's Florida and Georgia and the world's largest cocktail party at 3.30, and it's uh, Florida State and Clemson in Tallahassee at 8 o'clock, all interesting football games to say the least, and the other big story in sports, uh, other than Russell Westbrook uh, scoring 51 and having a triple-double in the most since uh, 1975, uh, is Art Bryles and Baylor, that those scum people at Baylor, uh, with their football team allegedly committing uh, multiple sexual assaults, and Art Bryles just decided not to tell anyone. So uh, we'll get into all of that and more, but those are your headlines. Antoine takes over for Trevor. Antoine's hair doesn't look as sexy as it normally does, but that's fine. Listen, some Saturdays you come in here, it looks sexy. Some Saturdays you come in here, it doesn't look sexy. I never look sexy, so I appreciate when your hair does. I don't have any hair. As Alf pointed out in a meeting we had the other day. Thank you for that, by the way. No problem. So, all right, let's start with the heat. Because I know it's closest to your heart. I think it is, at yeah. least. Yeah. Last night, we're watching the game. We're having fun, right? Hassan doing it up. Uh, dragons all over the place. Look, get some Magruder action. We get uh, Dion Waiters hitting a three or two. Uh, we get, uh, we get justice doing what he can do. I'm just naming guys on the team. Yeah. That's basically what I'm doing. <laughs> and then uh, everything looks great. They were out to what? A 19 point lead. They had a 19 point lead in the third quarter. And then, uh, they got outscored in the second half, like, or, uh, at one point it was like 49 to something. Yeah. They got outscored in the second half. Yeah. It was rough. And I just was in disbelief. And then I said to myself, you know what? This is what's going to happen a lot with this team because they don't have anyone to stop the bleeding. Yeah, that was that was part of the issue. They didn't have anyone to stop the bleeding. And uh, another issue, uh, what kind of the game plan was, um, what Clifford was trying to do, the coach of the Hornets, he was closing off the paint. Because if you've seen how the Heat were playing all throughout preseason in the first game of the year, they were killing people inside the paint. So he closed off the paint and dared them to shoot. First half of the the first half of the game, they were hitting those shots, but you know Clifford went with his gamble, continued to close off the paint, and dared the Heat to make a bunch of uh, outside shots. 
And what happened with this team, the inconsistency from the outside will show. And also when the game really turned when Hassan got into foul trouble. Uh, Hassan was, was, was killing him on both ends of the court. Um, once he got into foul trouble, we, we started to see the, the steady decline. And I love Willie Reed, but in that game, with the way things were going, we really needed Hassan out there throughout the third quarter. Yeah, no doubt about it. The, the Heat were 14 of 34 from outside last night. Justice Winslow, man, one of six. And there was a couple of t- there was a possession late in the game where he was forced to take a three. And I was just yelling at my television, please, anyone but Justice, anyone but Justice, take the shot. And it was just in a position where he he was the guy to take the shot. I knew it wasn't going to get in. The, it, uh, the, it, the biggest issue with that three is he had a he had one look in rhythm, yes, wide open. That's right. He gave it up. That's correct. And then had another look, and then okay, so he's gonna t- no. You have to take the first one. Um, um, you know, make or miss. Well, you, you you could tell that he had some insecurity there. He did, and then so you knew that second one wasn't going in after he hesitated on the first one. So, it the thing with Justice is I don't want him shooting those shots. I don't want him far away from the basket. But when he catches that ball in rhythm and he's wide open, he has to shoot to keep the defense honest. So that first time he hesitated, it just showed you right then and there that he wasn't comfortable shooting it. And when the second the second time he got it, you already knew that wasn't going to go in. Yeah. So the Heat lose one last night. It doesn't get any easier. Tomorrow is going to be. I don't even want to think about what tomorrow is going to be. But there's going to be nights like this with this team, and you know it's similar. Listen, uh, it, it, my I think overall, Alf, Miami Heat fans are just gonna, are, 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 it's hard to say. It's a long season. You're just going to have to be patient. Yeah. Because a- you know what you have. You know what you don't have, and you're going to have to deal with the reality of that, and it's not changing. And part of the problem is you don't know completely what you have, right? Well, no, okay, yeah, yeah. you're right. But you definitely know what you don't have. You know what you don't have. And some of the, thing, some, some of the things that you have are so young that they can improve during the, during the season, which is what it, what's exciting about this year. I don't want people to lose sight of that. Like, this year is not about winning a title, you know? It'd be nice to make the playoffs. I have a bet with Sedano that you know we're gonna we're gonna eclipse 45 wins. I you know I don't I'm not that confident in it, but I said whatever. I'm Heat Twitter president. I got to step up. I have to have the gut. So by the way, how long is your uh, your reign? My reign is, I think it's since uh, December. There, yeah, but like when's the next election? When Do they pry from my cold dead fingers is when. Is when my reign oh, is over. Oh, so yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is indefinite until someone like knocks you off the. Top it's kind of the hill. like a dictatorship. No, no, they're not. Well, they try to impeach me twice. It, it doesn't even sound kind of like a dictatorship. It sounds like a yeah. dictatorship. They've tried to impeach me twice. They're, I'm not going anywhere. You know, Ethan, uh, who Ethan and Mike Wallace were were talking. They were trying to impeach me. I called in. I shut that down real quick. And Ethan and Riz were trying to do it again. I is, called it. I shut it down. Real is quick. there a challenger out there? Is there somebody that's kind of gunning for you? Not really, because really, we we nope. It's it's not really that prestigious of a title. I try to tell people all the time. It's it's one. It's 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 something that's you can't go into a bar and try to impress the ladies with I'm Heat Twitter president. You know, plus you I'm married, so I shouldn't do that anyway. Right. True. But, <laughs> nobody. No, no. You're you're not outside of the Twitter realm. Being Heat Twitter president is really not that cool. 
Like, my, I can't tell my kids, hey, your dad's heat Twitter president. They can't go to school and, you know, the ki- other kids aren't going to be excited about it. Like, you can't uh, walk into your local drinking establishment and get, like, you know, beers in the house? No, no. I don't have Secret Service. I don't have any of the cool stuff to come to being president. All I have is every once in a while, Ethan talks bad about me on the radio. Oh, and, well, you know, yeah. any publicity is good publicity. Yeah, I, I always get more followers out of it, so that's always cool. Yeah, that is true. All right, so we'll talk more about the heat. Uh, and we'll get into what we can expect this season from the Heat. I want to get into Miami-Notre Dame a little bit, um, but we're up against the break, so we'll probably do that after the break. The other thing I want to get your thoughts on is, uh, just generally speaking, where we're at with the Dolphins, because it's a bye week. It's a good. It's a, it's a nice time to like kind of take stock, mm-hmm. if you will, of where we are with the Miami Dolphins, and I don't know whether to buy in or not. I don't know whether I'm all in or not. By the way, I'm the idiot that left... Uh, JJ on my fantasy bench the last two weeks. Ooh. That's rough. Yeah, not a good look. Back after this on the ticket. The Beast Run London back here with Alf. No last name, just Alf. Comes from a long line of no last name people. I'm like Cher. There you go. Just Ma- like Cher. Madonna. Yeah. Drake. Seal. Seal. Prince. Prince. Beyonce. Can't think of anymore. Tupac. Tupac. Biggie. Biggie, yeah. We can do this. You want to just do this for the next hour and a half? We can do this for like 10 minutes. That's great. It's a great segment. <laughs> hey, uh, Seven Out of Ticket brings you the Riptide Music Festival. It's all powered by Ford, December 3rd and 4th. It's on Fort Liquordale Beach, presented by Greater Fort Lauderdale. Hello, Sonny. Featuring Earth, Wind, and Fire, the Silver Sun pickups, the B-52s, the Struts, the Dirty Heads, dozens more. Sponsored by Bahia Mar, Fort Lauderdale Beach, by Doubletree, a Hilton hotel. Sponsored by One With Life Organic Tequila. Please, please, did I just say please? God. Please drink responsibly. This is an all-ages show. Tickets on sale now at TicketMiami.com. I can't talk. That's why I'm in broadcasting. <laughs> the Beast now here on a Saturday afternoon. It is glorious outside. Other than the rain and the clouds, it's uh, perfect. Uh, Riz is just taking all sorts of shots at uh, us on the Twitter. Riz, you know what? Listen, uh, when you feel comfortable, not yet, though, because we want to do a part of a show. But, like, in the 1 o'clock hour, Riz, if you'd like to call in, uh, feel free, you know, to to try to defend yourself, which will not go over well. Because you know it's just going to result in me telling you to put your damn horse in Tallahassee down and make glue out of it. <laughs> Uh, Miami Notre Dame coming up at 3.30, uh, Florida State and Clemson tonight at 8, uh, Florida and Georgia at 3.30. We got some uh, uh, Michigan State leading Michigan 7 to nothing. although the uh, the Wolverines just put one in the end zone, so that one looks like it's going to be tied up soon. We're also keeping an eye on Virginia and Louisville as well. The Beast and Alf. By the way, someone says we forgot Yanni. Yanni, yeah. Yeah, correct, although that seems a little dated. When was the last time Yanni was a thing? Uh, I don't think it was ever a thing, but certainly no. not in the last decade. All right. Now, I want to talk about Dolphins from this aspect because it's a bye week. It's a good time to take stock. And I honestly don't know what uh, the Dolphins are like a box of chocolates. You're not sure what you're going to get. <laughs> um, the last two weeks have been great. Jay Ajayi uh, has been uh, a great surprise. I wonder how much of Jay Ajayi's performance factored into Arian Foster calling it quits. Um, maybe not a hell of a lot, but certainly, uh, I think maybe a little bit. 
And uh, I just wonder which Dolphins team do we have? Do we have the one from the last two weeks that alpha, the offensive line is actually playing well and J.H.I. Uh, looks like a dominant running back and Ryan Tannehill also looks like he's a, a top 10 NFL passer? Or do we have the Dolphins from the first few weeks of the season that looks pathetic? Um, That remains to be seen, of course. But um, I think it, what it shows you is how how important an offensive line is, right? And how how little depth the Dolphins have at that position. You know, when their five starters are out there, they look like a competent offense. When one or two of those guys is out, they look like the Canes do sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I think you kind of have similar quarterbacks to Ryan T- Tannehill and Brad Kaya. Ooh. Oh, I know it hurts, but you see how well Ryan Tannehill can play when he has protection. You see the way J.H.I. can be a competent, not more than competent, uh, a pretty darn good NFL running back when he has protection, when he has a good offensive line. I mean, he's, I mean, he's running through wide open holes all day long. Um, and then now when he gets to that second level, he has the power, uh, he has the speed, he can do certain things. But, you know, when he's getting hit in the backfield every time, it doesn't matter who you are, unless you're Barry Sanders, you're going to look pretty, you know, pretty below average. So I think it says a lot about what an offensive line does for a team. I mean, I think in our analysis of football, a lot of times we just we go straight to the quarterback and we kind of discount all these other things. I mean, it's showing you right now how important an offensive line is. And now offensive line increases time of possession for the Dolphins, decreases the amount of time the defense is on the field, the defense looks better, everything starts to look better. Um, and I maybe I'm oversimplifying it. You tell me if I'm wrong that that it is the offensive line that's a big difference because I don't see what else has really changed. No, no, no. I, I think you're you're dead on. The offensive line is the big difference. On the other hand, though, it all has to come together, right? So, yes, the offensive line has to protect on passing plays, has to make holes on running plays. And the fact that you now have the offensive line you thought you were going to have uh, when you spent this much money and uh, got this many high-drafted offensive linemen in the same place at the same time, mm-hmm. you now that you have that. Um, but Tannehill, obviously, listen, they can block for him, but he's got to make his throws, Yeah, and he is. And the offensive line can open holes, but J.J. has got to find them and get through them, yeah. and he is. You know, some of the issues you look at the University of Miami is – the offensive line will give Brad Kaya at times some time, and he doesn't make a good throw. Yes. Or they will open a hole uh, that Mark Walton or Joe Yerby should go through, and they don't go through that <laughs> hole. And yeah. and that's the problem. So for the Dolphins right now, it's all coming together, but it does start with the offensive line, which is so not a sexy topic, right? No, no foot, no, no, like actual football fan wants to sit here and talk about the trenches. But yeah. when it comes to Real football, you talk to any former football player, they will tell you it starts and ends in the trenches. And for the Miami Dolphins, that is certainly the case. I just wonder, because we're so used to them being the 8-8 eight and eight Miami Dolphins, mm-hmm. if we can kind of jump on this idea that, you know what, this might turn out, this might keep going. Because I, I find it hard to convince myself that's the case. I, I think people have been fooled so many times. Uh, it's like George Bush said, you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, can't get fooled again. 
That kind of thing? That's not what he really said. Oh, okay, I'm he sorry. He messed it up like 700 times, um, but then he did get to that. You're okay, right. well, you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, so I think Dolphins fans have been through this way too many times, right? Uh, you know, you, you, you have that one big win in the season. You think, oh, man, we're going to turn it around. And then you, you know, you go on the road and lose to Tennessee, or so you, 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 it's some some ridiculous loss. And then you, and no matter what shakes, it always shakes out at seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven. You know, um, you know, if you look at the AFC right now, you know, they're three and four. Everyone else is four and three. It's like everyone's three and four, or four and three, right now. Uh, at, you know, after the Broncos. So yeah, you can get excited. And what's the point? you know, of being a fan if you can't get excited, right? So we can make fun of the fans for getting excited. You know, we can we can be all timid and say, oh, you know, I shouldn't I shouldn't get too excited about what's going on. But there's a lot of things to be excited about the last two weeks when you watch the Dolphins play. Um, how well it's going to translate, uh, you know, after the bye week and later on to the season. Because really, all it's going to take is one injury on that offensive line. Oh, and yeah, I mean, we we saw what that was when Pouncey was out. That's all it's going to take. And then everything is going to crumble again. So, <laughs> and so I guess you're right. It is hard to get excited. But, I mean, why not? You know, just get excited. Get excited about this team. Our boy Fez comes in with, how the hell are you uh, a Giants fan and a Patriots fan sitting here talking Dolphins? Because we live in Miami. Well, yeah, see, that. See that's uh, – all right. Here's a little lesson, uh, Alf. <laughs> Uh, you know, go with me on this. And I, I, it's like every week I have to do this. Everyone knows I root for the Patriots. That's fine. I'm from Boston. I parked my car in Harvard Yard. And you, you know what? That that's it's fine. But uh, when you live down here and you work down here, guess what? Uh, you tend to pay attention to the local teams. And you know what? Um, in some ways, I owe my livelihood to the local teams. Uh, or in all ways. So uh, I'm going to pay attention, and I'm going to talk Dolphins. I'm not going to sit you and sit here and ignore the local teams or badmouth them in order to talk about my team, right? We're not sitting here. Alf did not come in here with a bunch of Giants takes, although I'm sure he could do them. And I didn't come in here with a bunch of Patriots takes, although I could do them, because we're on the radio in Miami. (laughs) Get us anywhere, Fez. I bet you I know I know more about the Dolphins than I do about the Giants because I don't listen to Giant Sports Radio. Thank God. Like I don't I don't pipe in a WFAN and you know listen to Francesa talk about the Giants. I I don't. I listen to you guys talk about the Giants all day. So I mean the Dolphins all day. So I I can name the Dolphins Dolphins offensive line. I can't name the Giants offensive line. I have no idea. You know so I can't. You know I will speak on the Dolphins. You know I am not a Dolphins fan. I'm. I don't. I think you could check the tape. I never once said I'm a Dolphins fan. I didn't. I don't think I ever said we. I'm pretty sure I'm not. I'm not riding the Dolphins bandwagon. But I can speak to the team, speak on the team, and I also know a lot of Dolphins fans, and I know what they're going through. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I'm gonna be with Otis Anderson later. Would you like an autograph? Yes, I would. Sorry, I can't get one. Damn it. <laughs> I probably can. <laughs> you just won't. No, no, I mean, I'm not, you know, when you're in the media, you're not supposed to get autographs, but it's a paid appearance. There's all, I mean, it's kind of like, and uh, first of all, I need help, okay? And I, I, we don't know each other that well, but enough to know that you're probably cooler than I am. 
uh, in some way, so. shape, yeah. or form. Yeah. So I have to go to this appearance. By the way, if you want to join me to watch Miami Notre Dame, I will shamelessly promote the fact that you can do so at Blue Martini and Brickle. If you want to get in, it's all-inclusive after the cover charge, uh, gtepresents.com. But I'm going to be there in exactly two and a half hours with uh, Jenny Dell, who's a sideline reporter for CBS, who I don't know. Okay. She's famous for uh, being uh, on Nesson covering the Red Sox while she was um, dating Will Middlebrooks, who played for the Red Sox, and then all of a sudden that had to end. Uh, the not the relationship, her job, and then she moved on to other things. Oh, good for her. Yeah. Uh, Dave Rothenberg, who's on ESPN, hosts a radio show on the weekends. Okay. Otis Anderson. All right. Famous University of Miami running back and New York Giants yes, running back. Although I would say, as much as I love Otis Anderson, if you were looking to find a University of Miami player to come out and draw people, you might <laughs> want to uh, look somebody who played in the 80s or 90s and mm. not the 70s. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, and then um, there's the one that scares me, which is Brody Jenner. Okay. I have to, I have to be in Blue Martini. With Brody Jenner, and I don't know how to handle myself. I'm not good around celebrities. I'm not good. Uh, I don't know how to strike up a conversation. I didn't watch any of his shows, other than hey, how's your de- mom, Ma, dad, uh, parent, parental unit? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to do there. I'm, 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 I'm terrified. See, the way it would work for me is, um. Honestly, I would not know what Brody Jenner looked like. Well, I wouldn't either, but, uh, but uh, you know, the company that's putting this on yeah. like, sent me a picture and everything and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, I, I, just he's a normal guy, right? I, I guess. I don't know. Is he? Uh, I, 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 I don't I, know. I mean, I guess he never stole you, a freight train. <laughs> you probably have to pull up some YouTube clips of Brody Jenner. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what kind of person he is. Um is he a sports fan? What is I, he I doing? Have, I have no idea. Like, 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 we were trying to like, figure this is, we, we have no <laughs> idea. Like, I, I do want to ask him, like, dude, how did you get wrapped up in this? Like, you live out in Beverly Hills in California. How are you in Brickell watching Miami and Notre Dame? Like, what? Yeah, what is, how do they con you into this deal? What is it? What is the, the connection there? I have no idea. I'm try, that's what I'm trying to understand. Uh, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not sitting at home like, man, I'd like to go watch the game somewhere. What? Brody, Brody Jenner, Jenner is yeah. going to be a blue martini? Yeah. Honey, you know, pack up the kids and let's go. I, I just, I don't know many, you know, Canes fans or uh, sports fans in general that are big, you know, big into Brody Jenner. It's an odd, it's an odd mix. Yeah. I'll I, be honest with you. I don't, I don't know. So. I, I need you to tell me how that goes, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's, it's going to be extremely awkward. I'm so, I'm looking forward to it out of curiosity, but so I I'm so going to be socially awkward. I there's there's a good chance you will see some picture of me on the internet sitting in the corner, uh, watching the Miami Notre Dame game, tweeting on my phone and avoiding everyone, other what? than like ticket listeners that come up and like I'll I'll chill with any listener. Yeah, like people that know me, like I've made appearances before. I'll go out, whatever. Like I'll come to tailgates. Like if you're a ticket listener, if you're a sports fan down here, and you hey beast, what's up, whatever, come join me. I'll come. I'll hang with you. But you start getting into like uh, celebrities that I don't know. Oh, oh! I mean, I might need to, I might need to wear a diaper. All right, uh, I want to talk Miami Notre Dame. And, well, why am I dictating the show? What the hell do you want to talk about? Let's go Miami Notre Dame next. That's... All right, Alf says Miami Notre Dame. We do it next here on the ticket. Little JT. 
See, like, I bet Brody Jenner has met Justin Timberlake. Definitely. I, I've just been in the 300 level of a Justin Timberlake concert. One of the best shows I've been to, by the way. Pink, all, pink opened. It's all six degrees of separation. Man. Yeah, no doubt. You're basically best friends with Brody Jenner when you think about it. Is, is that really what's happening? Yeah. Well, I'm trying to make you feel better, man. No, it's not so, helping. <laughs> you guys are old. You guys are like, old. Like, is college. there gonna be paparazzi there? Because I am not dressed for paparazzi. Well, okay. Let's just roll this back. I would never be dressed for paparazzi, but. I'm wearing my 7-9 of the t-shirt because I'm making an appearance. When I get in the car, I'll throw a Canes hat on because it is a Canes watch party, although it's so eclectic. Blue Martini, Brickle, me, Brody Jenner, Dave Rothenberg, uh, Dave Rothenberg Jenny Dell, and Otis Anderson. Yeah, so- I mean, why you? if I were you, I, I, I don't know what the cover cover fee is, but go to gtepresents.com to get in. Uh, me at Blue Bar- Martini, come on down. I would pay, not just because it's all-inclusive and you can get eat and drinks and all that stuff, but just to watch how awkward I am. Yeah, I'd pay to watch that. I want to see your initial... Should I Facebook Live? Yeah, well, your, initial meeting, yeah your initial meeting I with Brody Jenner, live, I yeah. want to see that. Okay, I'm gonna, I, I will attempt to Facebook it live until the paparazzi's in and, front of me. And, and I want pictures. you to tell him you're Otis Anderson. Because I guarantee you, he doesn't know who Otis Sanders is. <laughs> so you are former Giants There's, only, pro- there's only a problem with that. I don't look like an Otis. <laughs> okay. You, that, that, uh, it'd be better if I went, hey, I'm Jenny Dell. Nice that, is a gl- that is a glitch in my plan. I'm going to keep I working I could definitely be it. a Dave Rothenberg, though. You could be a Dave Rothenberg. Yeah, I could be. I easily be a Dave Rothenberg. I don't know. Is that okay for me to say? That you, yeah. 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 Dave, yeah, okay. Not a Jenny. Yeah. I could be a Jenny Dell. Although that might be odd for him since he never mind. Um, <laughs> let's get into the Miami Notre Dame game. Uh, the line is moving on this one. The line is moving big time. It was Canes. Now it's even sliding in Notre Dame's direction. I'm starting to wonder with the way that uh, Mark Richt treated the media this week as far as injuries. He did not let Brad Kaya speak. Um, he didn't let the running back speak either. I'm wondering if Brad Kai is a little more hurt than we thought. And then now I'm wondering, uh, well, is there a possibility that he doesn't play? Well, and this is coming. Don't, listen, don't read into this. This yeah. is not coming from anything factual. You have no it's, sources. It, I have absolutely no. Well, I do have sources, but I'm not using them for this. Okay. Uh, I'm just literally throwing out something. Uh, what is it? Dan throws out reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. That yeah. I can't speak. That's why I'm in broadcasting. <laughs> uh, a reckless speculation. I'm just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. That would definitely uh, hinder the Canes in this game. But otherwise, Notre Dame is not good. No. And Miami, despite the fact that it's in South Bend, Miami. I mean, with their guys back on defense and they're finally healthy on defense, they should be able to go in there and get a win. Which well, would be so huge confidence-wise. I mean, I know uh, Notre Dame's record isn't the greatest. But, I mean, it's are they getting... I mean, are they out there getting killed every week? I mean... Well, here's the deal with Notre Dame. Their offense is decent. Their defense is horrible. Yeah. So, I mean, is, is this saying more about what people think of the Canes? Or what people think about Notre well, no, Dame? Well, the, no, the money's rolling in on Notre Dame. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I so, think it's... It says more about what people think about the Canes. And maybe there is something out there about Kaya being hurt. Um, and I think we I think we all kind of have that inkling, right, that there's something not quite right with him. Yeah, I mean, they, they call it a sh- oh, shoulder. I don't know. All I know is, right, 
We see Brad Kaya. Was it the FSU game or the North Carolina game? Which game was it where he got tossed down or the first play? I'm trying the to remember. FSU game. Uh, he gets tossed down, and then he gets he. Oh yeah, it was the FSU game where he lost a tooth. Yeah, he wasn't quite right. And I'm asking him questions after the game, and he's taking 30 seconds to think about the questions I'm asking. I'm like, this dude is bell rung. Like not right. Were your were your questions complicated? No, I was like, did they, how, no. did they involve algebra? My, my question was literally, oh. how do you feel? Oh, okay, that's an easy one. That's right, an easy one. and then it was like a thirty second kind of pause mm-hmm. before he answered, and I was like, whoa. And then Tom Simmons did it. Actually, in this case, I'm for the SID shutting it down because yeah. he just didn't look right, and I felt bad for Brad. Tom Simmons shut it down after three questions because. Brad just looked like he was in a different planet. But do you think that's still affecting him? Or I, do don't, you, I don't know. I really don't know what to think. You know, I, when I look at Kaya, uh, I I wasn't too high. On, I know a lot of people have been really, really high on Kaya. I've never been that high on Kaya. I had a man crush on him. Yeah, I, I know. But me personally, <laughs> I didn't <laughs> I didn't have, I didn't. I just never saw, I thought, you know, I always thought, you know, maybe there's something people are seeing that I don't see. Because, I mean, how many times have we seen college quarterbacks that look great in the NFL? Um, you know, so half the time, I don't know what I'm watching out there. But what I, what I saw of Kaya, I was never that impressed. Um, but even from that to this year, especially these last few games, there's been a drop off from even what I thought of him to what I see right now. And he should be progressing, not regressing. So that does sound to me like, yeah, there's an injury there. Either that or he's getting hit so much because his offensive line is putrid. Like, it, maybe that's what's going on. But, I mean, there's other times, okay, so he, he the offensive line is putrid, but he's not helping himself. He's not getting the ball away no. fast enough. He's not going through his progressions fast enough. He's not throwing the outlet pass uh, to a running back to, to help him get the pressure off. He's not doing the things that a quarterback can do when the pressure is coming because your offensive line sucks. But is he... Yeah, but has he ever has he ever been like has he ever been the, the a dynamic playmaker? Yeah, you really, yeah. Like, I, yeah I, I mean, the last few years. I mean, he's thrown. If you look at his stats, yeah, over the last two years, you'd be really. I mean, you would be like, whoa! I can't believe he did that. Yeah. Now he's not a dynamic player like the kid from Louisville, where he's running for you know forty-seven yard touchdowns. Yeah. But as far as a passer goes, when he was playing in the James Coley spread offense, yeah, yeah, he was chucking the ball around. Well, and we're, but were his skill position players better than they are this well, year? Well, that's a good question. That's and 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 here's here's the answer, which is um, there definitely was more depth. There was more of them. Yes, there was more. Now there's no depth. I mean, he's got Coley, who's always hurt. Okay, Stacy Coley, it could be a dynamic receiver and is a great playmaker, but he's not the same Coley that runs a four three. I don't know what he's running now. But he's got more braces and bandages, and I mean, he yeah. is a walking wounded. He's a mash unit uh, receiver at this point. And he has Njoku. Right. Njoku, great talent. I think he's going to be in the NFL. But Njoku's dropped too many passes and yeah. tripped over the 40-yard line. Yeah, that was – this kid. didn't see that coming. Right. This kid, Amon Richards, seems to have a good growth potential, but again, has dropped a couple passes, and I don't know if he's – run routes correctly I, you know it, no people never know whether it's the quarterback or the receiver when a pass is incomplete and then you know you got Herndon he's he's okay he's a good pass catcher other than that like Braxton Berrios hasn't done much Malcolm Lewis hasn't done much and and those that's it yeah so so here's what happens when you have a, a quarterback which I kind of like what I've always thought of Kai is he's he's a guy like he's he you have you give him a clean pocket 
And I mean, he can make throws. Um, but when you don't have dynamic playmakers at the wide receiver and at tight end, um, and you, you have a suspect offensive line, and then you have a quarterback who cannot make things happen on his own, you get what we've seen, right? You get what looks like a constipated offense at times because if things don't go perfectly, Kai is not the kind of guy who's going to scramble out of the pocket, throw it 40 yards down the field uh, you know, on, on, a, on a rope and, and throw a strike. It's, he's not that guy. Or he's not going to get out of the pocket and pick up 15 yards with his feet. He is not that guy. So when you, he's a guy, he's, he's, he's a quarterback, you give him a good pocket, he can deliver a nice throw. But with with the lack of depth, and I, I like that you brought that up because that's what I see all over the field with this team. Their depth is 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 a joke. Like you know, the, you know, the guys are going down. The guys are coming in. No one's ever heard of. And you know, at the wide receiver position, we used to have five guys on the bench that could start for any team in the Correct. country. Right. And now, and now we you know Coley goes down. I don't know who these. You got Barrios running around out there, future Patriot. Now listen, uh, no, yeah, no doubt, uh, short white guy, Patriot, yeah, uh, future Patriot. Um, but I hate to, you know, we compare all the time to the 2001 team. It's unfair. That's arguably the best team ever. But it's not even that long football. ago we had but, that kind of depth no, at no, wide receiver. I agree. But I always, this is what always gets people. Okay, there's two things that I always talk about. One, Andre Johnson had to redshirt. He couldn't get on the field. Mm-hmm. Andre Johnson. Yes. Could not get on the field his freshman year. Yeah. Okay? That's one. Two, 2001 National Championship team, because they could not get on the field in offensive defense, running down on kickoffs were Sean Taylor, Antrell Roll, <laughs> and uh, and Kellen Winslow. Not happening. They right. couldn't get on the field. Yeah. Still, and, th- and that's how you know when you're good is when you have that kind of depth, when those – with I don't care what they were ranked coming out of high school, but I'm going to call them like seven star players. Yeah, can't get on the field. Well, Stu Gotts had a, a stat the other day. I think Frank Gore was fifth on the depth chart at UM, and he currently has more career rushing yards than Jim Brown. You know, there was there was a time when the depth was so sick. Right, Frank Gore was yeah. the, was the fifth running back, and he has now eclipsed Jim Brown's rushing total in the NFL. Yeah, but I think I think when you talk about UM now, you got to start talking about the future, because this year, I mean, this year's any whatever we get out of this year is just it's cake. It's, Another trip to El Paso. Yeah, it's going to be some you know something something dot com bowl game that no one's ever heard of in you know some wayward town, um, but. It's about the future. And when you look at the defense, that's what I'm most excited about, right? Uh, when you look at the defense, you see all these freshmen out there making plays. making. I mean, the, the three linebackers, I mean, give them two, uh, one, two years, they're going to be awesome. And, you know, I love the way the defense is playing. They're playing old-school Miami Hurricane defense, not that swill that we saw from D'Onofrio the last few years. Um, maybe the most frustrating, what, five, six years that Kane's five, fan. Oh, my God. Yeah. Let's line up a defensive back in a different county. Yeah. I, I remember going to a game and just seeing DBs 25 yards off. The, I'm like, what is going on? Like, what are we doing? Mm. You know, it's it's third and two. <laughs> like, why is, why is my guy in the end zone? So, um, yeah, there was – when you look at the team now, it's about the future, and you see the freshmen, and you see there's, there's hope there. Um, but I think it's going to take – to, to get the kind of depth um, that you need to compete, it's going to take two, three years. And But you know this fan base, we're just not that patient. Oh, look at the bowl matchup already. The projection. 
New Year's Eve, 11 a.m., Everbank Field, Jacksonville, Florida. Used to be the Gator Bowl. Now it's a Tax Layer Bowl. Taxlayer.com. All right. Yep. So- no, it's just a Tax Layer now. They, t- <laughs> they took off the dot .com. Uh, one projection is Miami against the Gators in Jacksonville. Another projection is Miami versus LSU in Jacksonville. All right. Like I said, some wayward town. Jacksonville's not a wayward town. Like I said, some wayward town. Oh, well, I, one day I'll, I'll go into my 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 uh, Jacksonville hot takes for you. One day. All right, we got to take a break. On the other side, we get headlines in, update you on the noon games in college football, give you some scores, and continue with Alf. It's the Beast and Alf right here on the ticket. Back after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.